everyone, Edna Kimball, Edna Sells, and welcome to today's episode where we have a dear friend of mine, Sue Catron, former mayor of Tahlequah and local property investor in Tahlequah. My slogan for you was always, she puts her money where her mouth is, and I've always loved that about you, Sue. <laughs> well, thank you so much, Edna, and thank you for inviting me today. This is a wonderful opportunity, and love visiting with you always love visiting with you well i appreciate it and so for those of you who are maybe not familiar with sue katrin um sue and her husband have lived here for since 75 since 1975 i can't even do the math there so for a minute <laughs> um sue was um the financial director of northeastern state university for how many years? Well, I was at Northeastern for 30 years. I started out as an entry-level accountant and retired as Assistant Vice President for Business and Development. Oh my goodness, okay, got some math going there then. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I love it. And then Sue and I met um, through real estate. Yes. Your husband and, and uh, you would buy properties. And I thought it was the weirdest thing ever when I first got the call from your husband he wanted me to find the worst home in the worst neighborhood. Yes. yes. And I was like, is this a joke? <laughs> and I loved just your entire business approach to it. Tell us a little bit about that and how you came up with that approach. Well, Jerry has always enjoyed the design and the rebuild. Mm -hmm. um, and when he retired from Northeastern, he was the director of food services there. I didn't know that. Then okay. he started a uh, business, a small business, wanting to do the small repairs, you know, rehanging a door, that sort of thing. It blossomed, it grew, it got to be a job way too fast. And so he said, I'd really rather buy these old houses and make them livable and useful again. And when we would buy a house, and we've bought some where the bathtub's on the ground or the front door has fallen off, we have bought some really bad houses. But you go in and you start clearing them out and you find toys. Yeah. And you realize that very recently there have been families with children living in these conditions. And so he started buying them and he would redesign them and his motive wasn't to make money his motive was to fill his time and do something that he loved doing yeah. and so once he started doing that that was fun but he realized pretty quickly that if he could do that to two possibly three houses in a neighborhood the neighborhood would turn around absolutely yeah so the next door neighbor would paint the post for their mailbox and the one down the road would take the refrigerator off the front porch. <laughs> and before you'd know it, some developer would buy the empty lot yes. and build a new house. And you know, within two or three years of him putting some effort into a neighborhood, then that neighborhood would then revitalize. And that was fun. 
it was it was just shocking to me though it was like what who wants to buy in the worst neighborhood um and and really you're kind of even understating the condition of some of these homes you know it was like we were not bidding against anyone else no. <laughs> these were homes that no one else have wanted based upon the condition and the location and i just and and the crazy thing is um he was so good at it that we broke a few records of price per square foot in the market when we went to resell, you know. Yes. Now, technically and truly, they were almost rebuilt homes. Yes. You know, like new construction because so much of it had to be redone. Well, and he would always go in and tear out really all of the sheetrock, redo yeah. the plumbing, plumbing electrical. electrical, heat and air. He, yes, he, he would make these livable homes again. Absolutely. And they were so cute and so charming. I mean, just the detail and the attention that he added was just amazing. Yes. So. I, I am really proud of him. Yes, yes. yes. I, we, we would have had him on today, but he doesn't have a filter. I can say that, right? Absolutely. He will tell you that. <laughs> yes. And also, he's just not a social media guy. That's right. Absolutely. That's right. So we've got the stand-in, I guess. That's right. <laughs> In your own right, though. <laughs> but but I that was definitely a draw for me, the fact that you invested back into Tahlequah your own money and your own time and your, your family's time and money. Yes. And then you actually had purchased a home for yourself that you rehabbed, correct? Yes, when we bought that one, the uh, there was half a roof and the porch was falling off. And I think it had been scheduled for maybe demo? We bought the house and the next Monday, Jerry was driving into town, got a phone call from the city that said, you do realize the dozer's going to be there on Wednesday, right? And we had to go to city council and beg for, please give us a little bit of time. And they said, we'll give you 30 days. And so we put a roof on the house in that 30 days to show that we were serious. And it's a showpiece now. We're not going to share the address, but just trust me, it is a showpiece. Um, and what year was it the original built? 1908. 1908. And it looks brand new now. It, but you kept to the true... And I think that's what I love about your remodels is that you don't make it shiny and modern. You pay homage to the year that it was redone so, or the yes. year that it was built and then you rehab it. So love that. Love that. So how did you end up in Tahlequah? Are you, you've been here since 75, but why Tahlequah? Well, I came to Northeastern. Oh, okay. 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 Student. Yeah. Yes. Um, I was one of those 17-year-olds pregnant who got married, you know, in high school, and my spouse was here in Tahlequah, and so I came to Northeastern. Uh, he was a game ranger here for a little while, and uh, anyway, I've been here since 75. Oh so. my goodness, okay, okay, and never thought about leaving. You know, never. <laughs> There's something about Tahlequah when you drink the Goulade. There is. Absolutely. You know, there is a reason why people are moving here from everywhere. Because Absolutely. this is the place everyone wants to live. They just don't know it yet. Yeah, that's so true. That's so true. Now, I had mentioned you were with Northeastern State University for 30 years. Yes. Yes. Um, and you were, you basically, when it comes to finance, what, Part of that did you do for Northeastern? So I was responsible for those areas that are not academic or 
necessarily student services related. Keeping the lights on. So keeping the lights on. <laughs> yes. It's always the not so sexy stuff that you end up being responsible for. Yes. Yeah. yeah. The accounting purchasing, that sort of thing, as long with like the mailroom or the uh, motor pool, you know, various things like that. The absolute necessities is what I like to call. <laughs> you have to have running water and keep the utilities That's on. That's right. Okay. That's right. And so then how did you transition from that to mayor of Tahlequah? Well, in that role, I had several divisions, departments underneath in my area and about 150 employees. Oh, wow. So I was happily retired, had been happily retired for about three years, but I was watching what was happening with the city finances and I was concerned because at times it felt as though maybe we were acting like we had a printing press in the basement and I wasn't sure where we were necessarily, um, but I had some concerns. And so I made up my mind that I was going to support whoever ran against the incumbent so that we would have a change. And so I watched that filing period very carefully and about three o'clock on the last day, I realized nobody else was filing. Oh my goodness. And this was 2019. This was 2019. Okay. Well, I got sworn in in 2019. Oh, okay. Filing so period was okay. late 2018. Okay. Okay. And uh, so, you know, it was that moment where you say, well, the fountain says if you want to change, maybe you have to be it. And I did have some experience that made me feel somewhat confident about stepping into that role. So I told Jerry I was going to run an errand for a few minutes. <laughs> Went down to City Hall, signed up, and then went home and said, Sweetheart, surprise! I might have really made a big mistake. How do you feel about putting up some signs, Jerry? <laughs> I love that. I do have a funny story on Jerry. Um, my husband sometimes helps me with signage, and you guys had just rehabbed a home over kind of north of town, and I asked my husband to go put a sign in the yard, but I failed to mention it to you and to Jerry. So my husband goes over and he's on the property and Jerry comes up and says, can I help you? And my husband's like, oh, it's okay, it's okay. I'm Edna's husband. And Jerry went, oh, well, I can top that. I'm the, I'm, I'm the Sue or the mayor's husband. <laughs> they had a little match there going. So I was like, Jerry won that one. So uh, I don't know. Edna's husband is um, he seems pretty, pretty phenomenal. So. Um, but yeah, so transitioning into that, that was a lot happening. There, yeah. there was a lot happening. And when I got into the finances and actually dig, dug into the details, why it, it was a point of concern. Okay. It, it really was. But there was so much tightening of the belt, yes. but so much growth during that period too. Wasn't that pretty amazing how that works? You know, the people of Tahlequah come forward and say, I've had this idea, I want to help you with this, I want to donate toward that. Tahlequah is a wonderful place to be. It is. It, really it truly is. is. The people who live here are different than anywhere else. I'm, I'm convinced. I agree with that. I agree with that. What were some of the proudest moments for you or the biggest things that happened during your time frame? Well, there are a number of things that happened that I'm excited about. You okay. know, of course, the 
getting the walking trail constructed. Yes. You know, that had been on the books and in the plan since the 1980s. And so... Oh, the 80s. Yeah, I didn't yes. know. I knew it was forever, but I didn't know, like, how long. Yes. But I was able... Some of the people who volunteered and stepped forward, they were able to negotiate the last pieces of property that were necessary to get that constructed. So, you know, we were able to do that early on. Um, we were able to get the streets and sidewalk fund. Oh my gosh. You gotta have through. sidewalks, people. You gotta have sidewalks <laughs> and you gotta have streets. And yes, what yeah. I didn't really realize before I took office was that there is no outside funding for streets. Street money comes from federal government a lot of times. It flows through the state government to your counties. But the county commissioners cannot, by law, expend that money within the city limits. Oh, my gosh. So cities, and the reason roads are bad in all cities, is because you have to come out of your general fund ah. to do repaving or something like that. And repaving not a very long stretch is a hundred thousand dollars and you know we just don't have that kind of money yeah so that the voters were willing to set aside a portion of a sales tax a half a cent sales tax to fund this and not only has it allowed during that time since that fund came into being they paved uh, about 32 roads in the city oh. most of them in residential areas that hadn't been touched in forever of course, we've got the major roads going, but when those major construction projects are done, there will be enough built up in that fund for the next major projects. And so we won't have to go out for bond issues again for those street projects. So that's a wonderful one. That is, um, that is major. So all of you who are feeling the pain of road construction, it's way better to have that pain than to have the pain of really bad roads. And no one to fix them. <laughs> and, and no money to fix them. Absolutely. Right. Absolutely. I love that. Um, one of the things that I was really impressed with during your term was you were constantly just, just exactly like that sharing why the money is not there. Do you know what I mean? Yes. Um, because there's so many behind the scenes things that we have no way of knowing about. And you were constantly encouraging people and, and still to get involved in the local government, come yes. to the meetings, you know, everything needs to be um, transparent. I think that was a word you used a lot, transparency. Yes. And I, everything from the, the meetings that you, that they're still doing at GoYe, and I love that, to the, the monthly meetings. So where, where do you stand with that now? Oh, transparency is critical. Okay. okay. Uh, social media is a wonderful thing. Yeah. People have stepped away from newspapers. They've stepped away from a lot of different ways in which governments communicate. Mm -hmm. And so it is a constant concern. How do you get word out that even something like we're testing the uh, sirens on Saturday, uh -huh. you know, that people don't know. And then how, how do you communicate? But if you care about your community, you should care about what your government is doing with your community. And so not everybody needs to go to every meeting, but I check out the agenda every time to see if there's anything there that is of concern to me. And our city clerk is happy to send any information that anybody wants. Yes, yeah. And so 
just sitting in on the Zoom meeting for that portion of it that you're interested or concerned about, that is something I would encourage anybody to do. But those people who actually run for office and sit in those seats, they are heroes. Holy smokes. They are doing that for <laughs> next to nothing. It is and not for the money. It is right? not for the money. It is for love of community. Absolutely. And I and I do think that that's what makes Tahlequah so special is I feel like we've just continued to be really lucky in that aspect. Um, the people who are in the community are put pouring money back in, just like yes. you and your husband have done. And the current administration, I'm seeing that. And being transparent, and I just think that that's so, so important. It, so. it is, and watching the, our businesses grow and expand. And you know, there was a recent uh, announcement that the bookstore downtown is going to open up an, another little branch with the used books, and that. that's wonderful. But watching what is happening in our economy, watching the city grow, yeah. is uh, very exciting. Yeah, I, I I love that you were able to come in and, and chat with us on that today. One of my personal mantras is, I, I hate when someone says, someone should do something about that. And I'm like, but you're someone. Like, that's yes. my thing. And I, from the moment I met you and your husband, you guys really embody that and live that and and that's kind of how you ended up running for mayor was that somebody should do wait I'm somebody I better go do something, better right? go do something. Yes. Um, but since your tenure has ended you're still involved in the city I am yeah not to the extent that I would like to be so you know there's still some things going but I am involved when I'm in come on as I'm involved with church I'm involved with uh, attending some meetings and voicing some concerns but. absolutely because it, it has to be a lot of opinions it's not just one opinion that counts right absolutely because <laughs> one opinion will lead you off in some direction nobody really wants to head except for the one opinion. except for that one person yeah That's he right. who speaks loudest is not always right <laughs> that is absolutely correct well and i i just love your um commitment to the community and the fact that you are still involved it was not a job for you it was a commitment to the community and you know i think that during your tenure, that was something that you stressed, is that everyone needs to be involved in some form or fashion of getting the information yourself, not believing necessarily what the neighbor, their take on it, but you hearing it yourself. Absolutely. Yeah. And most people have heard me say, if you ever get the chance to be mayor, you should do that. Absolutely. You should absolutely. definitely. It makes you see the world in a totally different way. Yes. Yeah. Absolutely. I love that. And I... I'm, this might be edited out, but I'm going to go out on a limb here. One of the things that I loved this last time around when um, when they announced who was running, um, I had a little private conversation with you, and you actually shared with me that you were only running so that it would give basically precedence to the people who were running also. You know, I was mayor during COVID, mm -hmm. and there were many hard, hard decisions that had to be made. And what really helped was knowing that I had been elected and that people were behind me. Right. And it was important to me that Suzanne not step in and have people say, well, nobody ran against her. So Suzanne won that election. Yeah. And she needs that support and she needs that credence to be able to say, no, I've been elected. 
this is the direction People we're going chose to go. Me. Yes, right. yeah. I just thought that was wonderful, and I, I appreciate you letting me share that because I do think that that just shows your commitment to the community, and that the leader that whomever was voted in the people made that decision and we need to respect that and support that so and on any election having a choice for our voters is oh, very yeah. important for me yeah you know, yeah when i realized there was not going to be a choice for voters that was when i said uh, okay put my name back down <laughs> <laughs> well i love that i love that well again just the commitment to Tahlequah and the community is where your heart is and we really appreciate everything that you've done and everything that you'll continue to do well, Tahlequah is a very special place. It is a special place in the world, special place in my heart. Well, we appreciate you so much and everything that you've done, and we appreciate you taking the time to come out today to chat with us. Now, because it is a real estate podcast here, I always like to ask every guest, if money were no object and you were building your dream home, what three things would that dream home have to have? A lot of sunlight. Okay, okay. Um, easy access for guests. Okay. It, it needs to be able to accommodate a large family. Oh, nice. Yes, yes. Okay. So those are the three things. Nice, okay. But, well, the natural light, that's the first one. I love that. But if I were investing in real estate right now, <laughs> I would be building entry-level homes. Oh, see, she had to get that in there. I love that. I love for Tahlequah. Because Alec we are continuing to grow, and we we absolutely need that for yes. sure, for sure. And I love that that from your hindsight as an investor, having been mayor, um, being involved in the community, we a lot of people are afraid to invest right now because they don't know what's going to happen with the economy. But Tahlequah is not your standard community. Oh, it is definitely not. <laughs> And what we don't want to do is we don't want to be like um, Branson, okay. where the people who work in the community can't afford to live in the community. Yeah. yeah. And we have a big new hospital that's being built. It's going to bring a lot of folks into town. We have Provolis, which has hired 200 okay. some people. All of these folks, you know, Yes, we're going to have a lot of doctors in town, but we need houses that phlebotomists can afford. Absolutely. No, that's you a very valid point. Yeah, yeah. We need the entry-level housing. Otherwise, all of the people who work and do what is critical for Tahlequah won't be able to afford to be in Tahlequah. They'll be driving in. Yes. Yes. <laughs> and we don't, we can learn from our neighbors. We don't have to be Branson. We can learn and do differently. I so. love that. I love that. I think you just made me a lot of sales just now and you don't even realize <laughs> it. So builders, let's talk. Yeah. <laughs> I love that. I love that. Well, um, as always, guys, um, you tell us who you want to see on here. And of course, Sue was on that list. Someone had contacted us and said, what about Sue? And I was like, oh my gosh, why haven't we called you yet? So I love that. Um, but if there is someone else you would like to see on, a, on an episode, please reach out. As always, please like, follow, and share. Um, Sue had mentioned that you are on the Kiwanis. Yes. Right? And we're going to put a link to the Kiwanis below so that if they would like to get involved in that special program, I love it. Um, Kiwanis is near and dear to all of our hearts, and the money does tend to stay local. Yes, it does. Yeah, yes, absolutely. 
Kelly. So, um, so again, thank you so much for joining us, and we so appreciate everything yeah. you've done for the community and that you continue to do. Thank you for the invite. Okay. Thank you, Edna.